Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 57, which we are recording on Tuesday, March 4th. And saying the word March is frightening. How can it already be March? I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. What are you wearing today? I am wearing my Ease sweater by Alicia Plummer. And I've knit this just recently. If you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard all about it already. It's knit in... Malabrigo Rios in Kumparsita colorway, which is a red tonal going into black. Very nice, very warm. It was kind of chilly this morning, but now the sun is actually coming out and it might be a little too warm for me. (laughs) But this has been this year's all of January and February so far. It has been my throw on over anything sweater. For the past two months and it's so darn cute it's very cute and i'm really enjoying it and again that is ease by alicia Plummer. i keep putting that up higher in my queue and then back, <laughs> my queue and back up and back down well, I thinking could, it's going to be too warm to yeah. wear it but it's I, so, I was so i cute. could it's probably too late in our season now to start one because next weekend we move the clocks already so. are you serious yeah in March? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness First weekend gracious. in March, I think, I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Okay. I believe, it's, I believe it's the first weekend in March, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So you're right. Maybe that will be too warm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's awfully cute, though. Yeah, it is. It's a very comfortable sweater. How about you, Gail? What I, are you wearing? I am wearing my Brickless Shawl by Martina Bem. Yay. I have finished it. It was one of my self-indulgent knit-alongs knit along projects I should say that I cast on on I think it was even January 1st maybe that I cast it on or maybe the second but I've been working on it off and on since then and I powered it out last week and it's awesome I used <clears throat> almost a full skein of Miss Babs Yowza What a Skein and I used the Deep Sea Jellyfish colorway which is pinks ranging from like a very very light baby pink to a neon highlighter pink and there's some brown, some orange, a little bit of yellow, and some purple in it. It's a really pretty colorway. It's a really fun color. I had thought that I would get a skein of that this past weekend when we were at Stitches. I ended up picking out that different color. Mm-hmm. Can't remember what it's called Prince. now. Oh, Prince. That's right. How could I forget? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I remember. <laughs> similarly multicolored. Yes. But with blues and purples. Yeah, but it's... I think I'll skein <clears throat> that will be in my future at some point yeah it's a very very fun knit you alternate three different stitch patterns and it's an oblong not oblong that's what you would call it right shape yeah for the whole for well the no whole you song? start it's the it increases the rows increase so it gets longer the rows get longer as you go so it starts out very narrow and then it widens so at the end of the shawl it's quite wide of a row Am I making myself? Long of a row. Yeah, the row is long. Long. So it's like a a long triangle shape that's pointy at the very end. It's a very large shawl, Gail. It's incredibly big. Showing me that she has to wrap it more than two times. It's three wraps. More than three. I think it was three or four wraps. It's really, really long, which is why when I was considering making it, I saw that in a lot of people's notes. And I noticed that a lot of people made it in fingering weight to make it a little smaller so that they didn't have to wrap it quite so many times. So that may be what I do when I make it. Although I 
<clears throat> excuse me, I keep clearing my throat today. I do have to say that it is really, really cozy because it's wrapped so many and times around my neck. And it looks fabulous. It it's, looks fabulous. It's funny that Charlene said that too because I was trying to figure out how to put it on before I left the house. Like, well, do I put the wide end forward or the cool serrated parts? But you have to wrap that part around your body so many times. I don't really know what's supposed to be forward. So I just let it do what I wanted to do. And apparently that worked. It works. <laughs> so that's what I'm wearing. What are you stocking? Well, Gail and I have a really long list of things <laughs> that we are stocking. And the reason for that is because we spent this past weekend at Stitches West in Santa Clara. And we decided two of the best things that happened to us that weekend were meeting all of the folks, the other knitters at the show. We enjoyed spending time with so many different people. And then the second best thing was seeing all of the sweaters knit up. Many of them sweaters that we had previously been interested in, had never seen in person. And not just sweaters. Several not, not shawls just sweaters. and cowls and right. lots of stuff. And even more <clears throat> exciting than seeing the ones that we had been interested in was seeing things that we hadn't even been on our radar before. Because Gail and I both always noticed that there are a lot of patterns out there that the pattern picture will do nothing for us. Yep. Just kind of glance at it and that's it. And then we see the garment or accessory in person and it's a big wow moment and rushes to the top of the yep, queue. Exactly. <laughs> so... And that's how I was keeping track of the things that we saw that we liked at Stitches. I would instantly pull out my phone and either take a picture or instantly put it into my Ravelry queue so that I could tell. I didn't want to forget what the pattern was. Because it's so overwhelming there yeah, and you yeah. see so many new things and everywhere you look there's colors and yarn. So it and would textures and textures people and noise be, and chaos. It would and, be so easy to forget. Yes. I for, Well, it can be, we walked, you know, you see so many yarns. And I said to Charlene several times, okay, I definitely want to come back to this booth. Take a picture so that we know what the booth is. Right. Oh, good idea. And even then, you wouldn't remember what yarn it was you wanted to look at at that booth. That's how crazy it is. Yeah. In and a good way. It's a good crazy. In a good, yeah. And then sometimes booths are too crowded. Mm -hmm. And if fatigue has set in. Or hunger. Or hunger, you just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my downfalls is once I start to get hungry, I don't see things anymore. I just kind of zone out. And several people saw me in a fatigued and hungry state, especially at the end of the day on Friday. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a little bit out of it. So... That's one thing that I always have to remember in any kind of conference is to have food in my bag yeah, so that I, I don't hit that glazed over. I think most over. of us are like that, yeah. So, But that's our long-winded explanation for why our stocking segment is going to be so long this week. <laughs> yes, and <clears throat> this is one way we wanted to summarize stitches because like Charlene said, the two highlights were definitely meeting people CDN Carol, my friend Carol flew out from Ohio and that was fantastic. It mm -hmm. was an amazing 
several days we got to spend with her. It was so nice. I got to meet Arlene and Paula, who I've chatted with online forever. Finally met Jenny and Nicole from the Stash and Burn <laughs> podcast. Met so many different people. Those of you who listen, who were kind enough to come up and introduce yourselves, which was so, so, so nice and friendly of everybody. Yes. Thank you so much for doing that. We love that. Because we're me, too shy. Yes. For me, <laughs> that takes... A little bit of effort and courage to walk guts. up to people. Yeah. Yes. So I really appreciate it. And Gail and I were always so happy to meet everybody. Yes. So. so please, if you see us, please say hello. And my mom was with us all day on Friday, and it was very cute. She actually sent me a card in the mail a few days later saying something about, I was bragging about you being the world's greatest daughter and you open it up and it says again and she was saying how fun it was to be with us that day and to see that people know who we are and she was just (laughs) amazed at the reception we had and people coming up and saying hello and my dad came over for dinner a couple days later and he said oh mom was telling me and I didn't know you were a celebrity I'm like I'm not a celebrity but it was very cute my parents were both tickled to see the response so thank you everybody that's neat it was very fun so this is our way of capturing the second best part of stitches so instead of telling you about specific shops etc and booths we want to tell you about the hand knits because that's what it's all about. That's what it was all about. And that's what brings us all together. And the first thing that I saw, and it dawned on me when I was writing out my show notes that I think I completely forgot to tell you that I saw this sweater because it happened Saturday afternoon, right after we sat down at the podcaster meetup. I think I got up to go get something and we were both of us were just starving by that point we, I went and we were hid <laughs> and I saw somebody walking I saw the back of this sweater as I was walking through the bar area and by the time I got back to sit down I never saw the sweater again I never saw the front of the person all I know is that it was brown and if you were if you wore a Svalbard sweater to Stitches West and you were walking through the hotel lobby at approximately 2 p.m. on Saturday, give me a p.m. because I want to tell you, your sweater was beautiful. (laughs) No, I did not see that. I was too busy cowering in the corner waiting for food. (laughs) All right, so this sweater called Svalbard, S-V-A-L-B-A-R-D, was written by Bristol Ivy, who was a somewhat new to me designer, though I did, when I looked her up on Ravelry, I did notice that she designed a cowl called the Sala Cowl, which I have wanted to knit. It, that Sala Cowl had been published previously in Knitty. Oh, I so, love that cowl. Yeah. It's in my queue. Yeah, yeah so really I cute. like that one. So I have, I have seen her designs a little bit before, but I have never knit anything by her. And the Svalbard sweater, is a top-down three-quarter sleeve open front cardi and it has this what i call a little special design touch on the back it has this really lovely little heart shape made out of ribbing across the center of the back and it's just absolutely charming it is it's very whimsical (laughs) and the the sweater has ribbing all over so even though the front hangs fairly loose the back looks like it's going to fit 
fairly well and not look too oversized. I did purchase some shepherd's wool a couple weeks ago to make this one. And let's see, the intended ease is kind of ambiguous on the pattern. It says intended ease four to 10 inches, but Whoa. that includes the overlap on the front because it has the drapey fronts. So I haven't determined which size to make yet. I think what I'm going to have to do is just sit down with the schematic and see how the back fits and pick my size based on that. But the pattern was written for Brooklyn Tweed Shelter Yarn, which I have never seen. We saw it at Stitches in the Verb for Keeping Warm. Oh, that's right. We that was the first time we'd ever right. seen it in real that's life. That's right. We did say that. I wrote these show notes, and I was thinking, wait, did we see it? Yeah. That but was, that's right. We, yeah. we did see it, and I believe the Brooklyn Tweed is a... Boo is walking on top of Charlene's porch yes. awning, meowing right now. I can see his feet and his little yeah. tail swishing. <laughs> he does that because he wants me to go out there and sit with him. Oh, he's summoning you. Yes, he is. But the Brooklyn Tweed Shelter yarn, I believe, is a blend of Columbia and Targi. I think it is too, yes. And I think the shepherd's wool will be a good substitute for it. Well, aren't both Shepherd's Wool and Brooklyn Tweed American yarn? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. yeah from sheep in the U.S., yeah. spun yeah. and milled in the U.S. Yep. Exactly. So I'm really looking forward to this one. And as I said, I already have the yarn. So I was actually planning on getting that one on the needles fairly soon. Charlene and I have both kind of stalled <laughs> out since coming home from Stitches. We both are oh. in complete overwhelmed mode. I don't think either of us has cast on a single thing with new yarn. No. Or any of the patterns no. we're going to talk about today. We're just kind of frozen no. in I, a state of oh, oh, anxiety. Uh, 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 what yeah. do we do first? What, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. It, it I've never felt so kind of dis disjointed. For or... me, it's more like paralyzed by confusion. It's just... I'm not confused by it so much as just overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Yeah. 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 There's just so much, that realization that there's so much out there. Mm -hmm. But what about you? What do you have on your stocking list that's new after stitches? Okay, this is one that I don't think I ever, ever would have even been remotely interested if I hadn't seen it in person. And it's the Monomania Cardigan by the designer Ann Weaver. She is the designer who did the Orania sweater that I knit for the Self-Indulgent Knit Along last year. And I really like her designs. And this particular sweater, I haven't looked at the pattern much yet, so I can't tell you about the construction, but it is striped in big chevron stripes. And they had two different samples of it in the Neighborhood Fiber Company booth where Charlene and I helped out on Saturday, and that was super fun. And I, while we were working in the booth, I of course was looking at every single color and fantasizing <laughs> about what it should be, etc. And staring at the different kits they had for this monomania mm. sweater, so they were just pretty. so striking and so bright and colorful and happy. And Karita was wearing one and there was another little hat that was knit with the same pattern that, surprise, surprise, had bright, bright pink, bright, bright turquoise, and then a teal color. And there was a fourth stripe in the hat, but I really liked just those three colors. So I may have purchased a skein of each of those in fingering weight 
and it is a fingering weight sweater, I believe. Single ply fingering. Yes. There we go. Right. And I am going to knit that sweater kind of soon because it's just really, really fun. It's different it than anything is. I have in my it closet. Really is. It will be one that I put on and I'll almost be embarrassed to go out in it because it's really? so shockingly bright. Oh no, I don't think you should be. But those are colors that nobody wears together. But there, it was so pretty put together. Yeah. Although when I held the skeins up to Max, he said they were very pretty together. Yeah. He's my, my sanity check when it comes to colors. <laughs> So that was one of my big ones was the monomania. And again, never would have thought a second looking at it in the pattern pages on Ravelry. Like, oh, that's a nice striped sweater. Click to the next page. But seeing it in real life cinched it for me. Yeah. Okay, what was your next one? So another one that I saw in real life and Stephanie, a.k.a. Soulmate on oh, Ravel yeah. Ravelry, brought her Gale by Alicia Plummer. Now, Gail is, I'm not even sure what you would call this garment. It's swancho. Swancho. It's <laughs> kind of a poncho, but not really. And kind when of you, a vest. Kind of a vest. Because it doesn't have sleeves. It right? has sleeve holes. Right. So armholes. <laughs> armholes, I should say. Yes. So it's not quite a poncho, not quite a boxy sweater, but somewhat of an oversized tunic. Kind I of, guess. yeah. And it's a seamed garment, and I really liked it when I saw it weeks ago on Ravelry. Yeah, you even stopped it, didn't I you? I did, yeah. but I didn't think I would actually make it because it is knit in a really chunky gauge yarn. But I tried on Stephanie's, and I really liked it. <laughs> it looked really good on you, too. So it looked good on every person who tried it on. It did it was one of those mysterious like boxy, boxy sweater. type yeah. garments? It's yeah. amazing how people. I've heard so many people say, "Oh, that wouldn't look good on me." I don't believe that anymore. And then they try it on. Yeah, everybody, everybody in the room goes, that. "Oh, you yeah. look so good." <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. So we'll see. I I did when I was stocking it previously. I couldn't find a yarn to make it out of, and I had thought, well, if I make it, maybe I would make it out of a worsted weight, so it would be something that I would wear here mm -hmm. more often, because a chunky weight would be really warm, although since it doesn't have long sleeves, it might be okay. I'm just worried that knitting it in a smaller gauge yarn, the fabric might not move and drape the same it might feel more like a poncho it probably would it would be drapier right yeah, yeah. so um, it might be something that i just keep on the back burner look for chunky yarn and then if i ever come across chunky yarn i'll yeah. have a garment for it yeah so. that's another it was beautiful yeah i really liked it what's next on your list okay let's switch i'm gonna switch up from sweaters and this one is a shawl. It's called Echoes of Color. It's by Hohi Locatelli. Mm -hmm. And this is another one that I've seen it on Ravelry many mm -hmm. times and thought, oh, it's pretty. It's a striped shawl. It's very nice. It's a Hohi pattern. It's got a rock. <laughs> but working in the Western Sky Knits booth, they had a knit up sample. And again, turquoise. <laughs> it was a bright, bright turquoise and two different contrasting shades of gray. And it was phenomenal. It was such so a beautiful gorgeous. color combination. And it has little... I always want to call them dingles. Little, 
what is, what's the proper term for that? It's not a popcorn. Fringe? It's not a bobble. It's not fringe like you think of it's when you not, think of fringe. No, it's like it's, a bobble it's a on knit the end. Fringe. Yeah, there we go. So it just was spectacular. I loved it, and I happened to already have three very similar colors in my stash, so that didn't even require a purchase of yarn. <laughs> and that will be. It moved way up in my queue. I think it's like number five in my queue. So very, very beautiful. Once again, it's one of those where because it's a three-stripe shawl, you can do any kind of color combination you want. You can go for right. neutrals so that it goes with everything in your closet, or you can go for something striking and bold like the sample that Kim had in the booth. And I don't know, it's a very... I don't want to call it multi-purpose, but adaptable. You can mm -hmm. adapt that. I can see wanting to knit two, one that I could wear with everything and one that, yeah. you know, is a little more standout. Well, because you could even mix in different color stripes if you yeah. just wanted to oh, use Oh, that's true. Scraps. Like leftover scraps. Yeah. Oh, you could make like a rainbow. Yeah. Or, oh, very good point. That would be really nice. So again, that's Echoes of Color by Hohi Locatelli. Speaking of Hohi Locatelli... I got to try <laughs> on Carol, who is CDN Carol. I got to try on her See You There, which is a pattern that Gail and I mentioned oh, last, was it episode, last episode think, yeah. when we were doing talking about the collection right. that she released with Vera Valimaki. And I got to try on carol's hoodie while we were at stitches and i absolutely loved it i really wanted carol to leave it with me yes <laughs> i really <laughs> wanted to I, I was ready to trade her yarn for that so was i, just, I. I oh, it fit I me remarkably it. well i too. thought it fit me really well too which is interesting because it fit all three of us it did it did it just yeah. goes to show the versatility of knit fabric and it also is very helpful to us. Now we know what size we want to knit. I'm I'm amazed how well, or how good, I should say, it looked on all three of us. Yeah, it, I agree. One of those, what is it, the sisterhood of the traveling sweater kind of thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the sweater that looks good on all three of us. And this one was the cabled hoodie cardigan, right? Yes, yes. yes. And she had added a little pom pom on her hoodie. The tassel. A tassel. I know. I'm going to copy you, Carol. That was so sweet. Mm -hmm. So, see you there by Hohi Locatelli, part of the recent collection. And let's see, Carol had also sewn up part of her. Her it, it's a cardigan, but she had sewn up the front of part of the front cardigan in the front, hadn't she? I don't remember. I think she did because I had to put, put it, on it on over, over her head. head. Okay. And it looked really nice that way too because she, she didn't want to worry about the buttons Gapping. gaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't like that look either. So I do have some yarn in stash that I think will work. Actually, now I have two yarns in stash because I have that sweater sitting in my car still. Oh. <laughs> There's another sweater quantity that I have acquired from Gail who has passed on a sweater that she is just done with. Mm -hmm. That's a DK weight though. <laughs> that's a DK yeah. weight, yeah, that's true. So that one might not work as well. I have some vintage worsted weight, Madeline Tosh vintage worsted weight that will work for that. Yeah, and Carol used Madeline Tosh MCN worsted. That's hers, right. I believe. That's right. But seeing it in person 
even though I have already had already thought that I did like this one, just zoom to the top of the queue. Yeah, no, we know. <laughs> and I, this is a very funny story. So you guys all know that we helped Western Sky Knits, Kim and Heather, set up their booth the day before, or the day that Stitches started, the Thursday. And Carol helped us too. It was a very fun day. We had a great time. And when all the yarn was up on the walls and in the baskets, Kim and Heather said, okay, now it's time for you to pre-shop. And <laughs> there was a color of pink in a bin on the ground. It wasn't even up on the walls, on the hooks. And I said, I want to see that. And I walked over and I pulled this skein of yarn out of the bin and the color name was Gale. Kim named the colorway after me. And I said, Kim, that is scary. You know me entirely too well. It was the first one I picked up that I really wanted. And unfortunately, it wasn't in the weight I wanted for the See You There sweater. So I got a color that's almost the same. It's a couple shades lighter called Go Go Girl. And Kim had sent me a picture of Go Go Girl on Ravelry before, while she was dying it. She said, oh, you know, this one made me think of you. <laughs> like You're enabling me before I even get to stitches. So I will be knitting my See You There in their worsted weight, willow worsted in the Go Go Girl pink colorway. And I can't wait. It's so pretty. Yay. Okay. All right. My turn. Yes. Okay. So I'm kind of on a color streak. So I did Monomania and Echoes of Color both oh, with, yeah, you are. with color stripes. So another colorful one that I saw, Color Craving. It's a Stephen West shawl pattern. And in general, I'm not attracted to the Stephen West patterns. I don't know why. I just never really have been. Some of them, but... This one, a woman was wearing it in a booth. She was working in the booth. And I kept looking at her shawl thinking, it's so pretty and unique. It has like dropped stitches and just unique textures. And I said, what is that shawl you're wearing? And she said, oh, this is Color Craving by Stephen West. And I thought, I never would have thought that I'd be so attracted. And hmm. when she pulled it off, it's another one of those like oblong triangle, asymmetrical triangle shawls. And it's really cool. You could use any combination of colors. Hers was really bright and I'll probably make a very bright one as well, but super spectacular, interesting, textural, colorful shawl. I think it was a, a um, knit along that he did maybe last year or the year before. I remember seeing mm. lots and lots and lots of them for a period of time and it, none of them ever caught my eye until I saw it in person. <laughs> in person. So yeah. there you go. Color craving yeah. by Stephen West. Now this one is one that Gail and I both are newly attracted to. It's called Via Gente by Martina Ben. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this Portuguese word properly. I went to Google and this is the way Google told me to pronounce it. So <laughs> I could be wrong. And I know that there's different ways of pronouncing Portuguese in different places. So I could be totally wrong, but Via Gente. And the folks at the Miss Babs booth were all really rocking this design. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were where several of the wonderful ladies that worked there were wearing it and, and some they, they were wearing it differently. Some of them were wearing it long, some of them were wearing it shorter with it scrunched up around their neck more as a cowl. Describe the construction because I always thought it was a shawl. I never realized until we saw it in person that it was a cowl shawl. See, I... I, when I read the description, I realized that it was knit in the round, but I didn't realize how it came up to a cowl. 
around your neck. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a big, wide, open garment, a big triangle. Right, that's what I thought, that. too. Yeah. So, vision, it's almost like a funnel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly how I would describe it. It's knit in the round, and you have a thin top, and then a very wide bottom, and then one side on the bottom is longer as well. And pointed. And pointed. So you wear, you put your head through the small part of the funnel, funnel shape, and then you can wear it as bunched up around your neck, cowl fashion as you want, or you can wear it draped down over your shoulders. Really, really versatile. And the women at the Ms. Babs booth were wearing it knit out of fingering weight. Were they all fingering lace weight? weight? Oh, lace Lace weight. Okay. Yeah, it's a lace weight pattern. Lace weight. It it draped nicely. It looked great. One of them, one of the, there was a really tall woman working there, and she even had hers sized, I think, appropriately in it for yeah. her because that one was really long because she was so tall. And the point of the bottom of the triangle was below her knees. That's how yeah. long this knit yeah. is. Well, she had the cow, the funnel cowl part of it pulled down over her shoulders so it looked as if she had a funnel like from under her chin that went down and over her shoulders to you know like a cap sleeve length on one side and the mm-hmm. other side it draped all the way down her body to just below her knee yeah and i believe you can adjust the the length of the cowl aka funnel part as well yes to I have it so. fit you the way you want but when this pattern originally came out a year ago I wasn't sure how it was constructed, like I previously mentioned. I thought it was a big triangle with an opening, and it looked like it would be awkward to wear. And I looked at the yardage, and I seventeen hundred. Yeah, yards I just kind of, of discarded the idea of knitting it when I saw the yardage and thinking of knitting that much lace weight. You know, one of our self-indulgent knit along participants just finished hers it's beautiful (laughs) it's beautiful i just saw that it's fabulous and i didn't have an appreciation for what she was doing until we saw it in person yeah it's an immense undertaking and she finished it she She started in january and she's done now so in two months i see that being like a six-month project for me (laughs) you know whenever i need stocking it in the round well that's exactly it i love stocking it in the round so i think that's going to be a perfect project just to have on the needles for a while and since I'm shorter I don't have to make it as long (laughs) as it's written you just knit until you have a certain portion of your yarn left and then that's when you start the edge yeah it's like a net edging it's really pretty and we both purchased Miss Bab's newest base to knit that it's the Kilimanjaro BFL lace weight base and it smells so good it's so sheepy <laughs> and Charlene mentioned their colorway prints so I got the Kilimanjaro in prints which is mostly gray with beautiful bright pops of purple and blue I don't remember what my colorway is I'd I have don't to go look at the name tag. of it yeah but um both of the samples that the women were wearing in the booth were in variegated Miss Babs colorways and they were just so pretty so and Again, perfect example. I would have never made this had I not seen it in person. Well, I thought everyone who had knit it was downright bonkers. <laughs> Let her 
literally, I kept thinking, why would you knit that? It seems like it would be such a daunting it knit. Does. And it does. I can't imagine ever wearing it. But yeah. now that I've seen it in real life, yeah. I'm sold too. So what do you have next on your list? All right. Next is another one that I never would have, again, even glanced at. It's called Liesl, L-I-E-S-L. It's by Julie Weisenberger, who is Coco Knits on Ravelry. And this is a pullover tunic. I almost want to call it a smock, which sounds very derogatory. And looking at it hanging on the hanger, to me, it did nothing for me whatsoever. But we saw a sample knit up in a different booth, because Coco Knits was there with all of her samples. But in a different booth where we were looking at yarn, they had it knit up on a mannequin. And while we were looking at the yarn, a woman walked in wearing it in striped yarn. And Charlene and I both, we had noticed it on the mannequin and really liked it. And then here's this woman wearing it and we really liked it. So the next morning we started our morning at the Coco Knits booth and I tried it on and it's awesome. It's, it's just a little- it's very cute. A little tank shell type of mm-hmm. garment and it has, it comes to points along the sides, the sides of your legs. are longer, yeah. And you can put pockets, pockets there, but you don't yeah. have to. And it's knit in a linen blend yarn. Yeah, a habu yarn, yeah. I think, is what one of the samples was knit in. So it's knit in a yarn that's really light and airy. But the garment that we saw that was in the yarn vendor's booth was completely different. It was a fingering mm-hmm. weight wool, fingering yep. weight wool. So completely different yarn, but equally lovely look. It wasn't quite as drapey or light. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but it was more just fingering weight. It was it was really nice. I have two skeins of yarn that I bought when we were at Knit Lab. It's that cotton yarn that I wanted oh, to try. Oh. It's a dark gray, fingering weight cotton yarn. That would yarn. work, I think. I think it would, too. I'm going to swatch with it yeah. and see how it looks. But I think that that is going to be I something that, that I have knit in time for when the weather gets nicer. Yes. Because it just, I put it on and I was so surprised that it looked good. It was one of those things that shouldn't make anyone look good when you see it on the hanger. <laughs> but it really did. It was just cute. Yeah, it was. So... That's Liesl by Julie Weisenberger, also known as Coco Knits. Yeah. So, and then the next one, I saw it. It was another pattern, again, that we saw in a yarn vendor's booth. They had it as a sample. And it is called Tressage by Vera Sanon. And this one is an A-line tunic. The sample we saw was short sleeves, although some of the projects in Ravelry, they make it with looks like three quarters and long sleeves. And it caught my eye because of the cables running along the raglan sleeves, which I really like that touch Mm -hmm. on raglan sleeves. I love the cables. And I don't have anything that's A-line in my wardrobe. And I think it'd be just fun You don't think that the buttercup is A-line? Oh, I guess that is. I guess that is. It's very A-line. Yeah, because the more I think about Tressage, I really loved it too. That was one that made both of our lists. I'm afraid of A-line, knitting A-lines, because Mm. Buttercup really didn't work on me. But it's a different weight yarn too. I was trying to knit it in a sport weight. Yeah. And this one's fingering weight, right? Um, 
It is. It is fingering. Yeah. It is fingering. So the other sweater was heavier. And there is a cable that runs down the front of it as well, yeah. right? It's really, really pretty. It was just the cutest little unexpected garment. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why it so surprised me. because I, I think it just surprised me because it had never, ever been on my radar before. And I'm always surprised. But, hey, this is really cute. So. How have I never seen this before? <laughs> yes, it's like exactly. we should know every single Exactly, <laughs> which is completely impossible and completely unrealistic. But I but we really like it. to make this one. And the other reason that it really caught my eye is because I do have a couple quantities of fingering weight yarn that I think would work well for this. So that one may or may not be on the needles. It's not in my immediate, immediate future, but it's definitely in the queue. <laughs> well, and going along with the cabled sweaters that popped that I have seen them on Ravelry, but never batted an eye, Moyen Age by Hannah Masijewska is another example. I've seen it knit up by many people whose work I greatly admire, and I always thought it looked very pretty on them, but I was kind of meh about it. And a woman walked into the neighborhood fiber company booth and introduced herself to us. Her friend was wearing a sweater her aunt had knit for her, or for her, her grandmother had knit for an aunt and made it to her. It was a really cute sweater with flowers on it. And I was preoccupied with looking at the pretty flowers, and then I noticed her friend's sweater, close fitting with beautiful cables on the front that kind of accentuate the bust line, mm -hmm. but not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. And it's knit in fingering weight yarn. And it was stunning, absolutely stunning. And once I noticed it, I kept staring <laughs> at it. And then I felt odd because I was staring at her. And I asked her, you know, well, what is the sweater? And what is the yarn? And and you can always ask knitters. Yeah, nobody ever <laughs> minds. But it just was spectacular. And that went into my queue as well. It's just really pretty. I think... Okay, to be perfectly honest, one of the reasons I didn't think I would want to knit it is because most of the people who have knit it who I think look good have a much larger bust than I have. And I thought, oh, interesting. I don't know if that's going to work for me because right. the way the cables and the neckline and everything mm -hmm. work together, I just thought, eh, it's going to kind of draw attention to my butt, uh, not my butt, my <laughs> stomach instead of, you know, the nice bust size that some of right. these women have that look so good. Which is good good thing to take into consideration well, yeah every, your size everybody's size and shape is different right. so you want to consider right. that this woman she was bustier than i am but i don't know it just made me think oh maybe she was much thinner than i am too so hmm. and much younger so. <laughs> okay. but all that being said we're it's stopping, a beautiful sweater we're stopping that trend right now <laughs> But yes, it's a very, very pretty sweater. It's definitely worth checking out. And now that I've accepted the fact that I prefer to wear fingering weight sweaters, even though you're knitting more stitches, theoretically, right. I'm embracing that. And once I realized it was a fingering weight sweater, it made it more appealing to me because I can see it as a pullover that's not going to roast me alive. Yes. So that was appealing yeah. too. So Moyen Age by Hannah Masijewska. And another one that I got to try on was the Grass River Tunic oh, yeah. by Elizabeth Doherty. And Elizabeth was wearing this. I think she. I think it was what she was wearing was on Saturday. And I had expressed interest in this pattern previously 
before stitches to her and I said oh I think this might be something that I wanted to make and she said she would have it there and so when we sat down at the meetup on Saturday we waited about three minutes and then she was peeling <laughs> off her sweater <laughs> and passing it around and I got to try it on I really like it it's a very deep V pullover and a fitted pullover and it goes to a low hip length and it again a fingering weight yarn oh was it oh, it I didn't is realize that. hers was knit in a single ply fingering oh wow and fingering weight like gail said it's what i've been making a lot of sweaters because we can wear it in our climate mm-hmm. and i had a couple yarns that I purchased at Stitches that I thought might work, but now I'm realizing I don't think there's quite enough. So this this sweater's definitely in the queue. I don't think I have a perfect yarn in the stash, which doesn't bother me because, you know, there's always more yarn. Yeah, I <laughs> so like the, I really like the Violetta or Violetta that you got at Western Sky Knits. Like the purple, I mean, that's the name of the one I got. The, the oh. purple and gray. <laughs> Or purple yes. and brown? Yeah. I, I, Mine's purple and brown. Yours is more of a... A gray. gray. And yeah. 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 So I don't I don't think that one would work for the sweater. But um, it's definitely in the queue. Really cute sweater. It thank was very you. pretty. Yes. Thank you to Elizabeth Doherty for letting me try it on. <laughs> That's another one of the cool parts about stitches is that people don't even look at you funny if you ask if you can try something on. I mean, people volunteer it. You know, I remember before we left last year, Barb wanted to try on my neon. I just finished my neon. And speaking of neon, now we both want to knit that in fingering weight yarn. (laughs) Okay, detour. And Barb said, oh, will you bring it because I want to try it on so I know what size to knit. And Stephanie did the same thing. She said, is there, and so did Carol. Is there anything else you want me to bring that I've knit for you to try on? And it's just fantastic because you don't get that opportunity very often. Right. In fact, the Gale sweater that I tried on that was knit by Stephanie, AKA soulmate. I tried that on Thursday night. I think when Mm -hmm. we were in the bar Yeah. and the bar was full of knitters (laughs) Which is so cool. I stood up and I put this sweater on. And of course, there's no mirror in the bar, but there are full length windows that were reflective at night. So I just walked over to the window and I was looking at my reflection in the window. And about five people immediately rushed over and wanted to know what was that pattern and what yarn it was knit in. And I'm halfway across the bar and I said, well, you really have to ask over there. And so everybody in the bar was calling out, what's that pattern? What's the yarn? Et cetera, et cetera. So it was really fun. Mm-hmm. It's like a big summer camp of knitters. It is. That's true. <laughs> so that was uh, Grass River Tunic by Elizabeth Doherty. And one more of the cabled pullovers that I saw that I liked is another Hohe pattern, the Bellow, which mm-hmm. is another pullover. And in Hohe's pattern pictures, it's an oversized pullover sweater. And when I looked at it, I didn't realize it was fingering weight yarn. Oh. West or at Neighborhood Fiber Company, Kristen was wearing it. She's one of Karita's right-hand people. She was wearing it in the beautiful turquoise color Ward Mm -hmm. Circle of theirs that I love in their studio fingering weight yarn. 
and it was so pretty. She was wearing it as a close-fitting pullover, has cables in the front. It might even have a cable raglan. I don't remember now. Mm-hmm. Hers was long-sleeved, and it was it's just... It's not a cable. I'm sorry for interrupting. It's not a cable, but it's ribbed along the raglan. Okay. It's not what really it is. Nice. It's really yes, pretty. I love it. I and love it. you guys know how much I love Hokie's patterns, and I never gave this one a second glance when looking at the pattern page just because it didn't seem like something that I would wear, but seeing it on a body in a different color and in a different type of fit, I said, what is that sweater? And she said, oh, it's Bello. I said, that's Bello? Oh my gosh, you know, it's a totally different look and I really, really liked it. Oh, I've loved that sweater since it came out and I have single ply fingering in composition but gray. That, that would be pretty. Reserved for that sweater. That would be really pretty. <laughs> I've had that for about six months. Maybe not that long. That would Whenever be a very I can't, beautiful I can't combination. Remember when the sweater came out, but that's a while ago, yeah. Maybe so. Maybe six months. So that one's waiting in the wings. So do you see a trend here, though? I'm either stripes and bright colors, or I'm cables. <laughs> it's almost exclusive. That's kind of scary. So that was the last. The Bella sweater was my last one, but oh, I think you had another one as well. Well, one that we both liked actually, the chromaticity cowl. Oh yeah. This is by Miriam Felton. And it's a polka dotted cowl. Mm-hmm. Enough said. Yes. I mean, that's what it is. They had <laughs> exactly. one version that was gray, and the polka dots were rainbowed in kind of a jewel tone rainbow. Stunning. Yeah. They had another one that was black, gray, and yellow. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. I want to say bumblebee, yeah. kind of, but it didn't strike yeah. me as bumblebee, no, even though it those wasn't. are the colors. It wasn't. And this is another fingering weight project, and. It comes, you can either buy it separately or part of a six pattern ebook that we saw all of the pieces at Stitches and they are all very unique in their use of color. The cowl I think is the only one from the collection that I would knit, but it's really fun. I mean, you could use scraps of fingering weight yarn as the polka dots. And and it'd be really warm, stranded. Yes, that's true. So As stranded, it's gonna be double thick. So highly recommend that pattern as well. Well, I can't recommend the pattern. I highly recommend that you look at it because it's a charming <laughs> knit. So I haven't knit it's, it yet. I can't yeah. recommend the pattern, but yeah. it's super, super cute. And you, I, and was it Carol also? Was she the one who was with us and said, yeah. make sure you write this one down Yes. and take a picture? Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Well, which was the sweater? Do you remember? There was a sweater from that collection you There was collection a sweater in liked. that collection that Carol really liked. I think she liked the way the collar was done or the stranded the color work on the collar. Yeah, they I all can't had... remember. They all had really nice sections of color yeah. work. But so, I do not remember the name. I don't of the off the top of my head either. Yeah. But so those were our many, many pattern highlights that we were happy enough to experience in real life. That IRL in real life. Yes. So we'll have links to all of those in the show notes hopefully if you're listening along you have been able to see some of them hopefully you enjoyed our little trip through stitches via hand knits (laughs) (laughs) and one thing i did want to comment on and charlene's going to blush a lot of people told us both in person at Stitches and have commented about it in the thread how awesome our show notes are. And those are all Charlene's doing. She spends a lot of time linking to every single pattern and most yarns we talk about on the podcast. And if she or I have already knit a project or pattern that we mentioned, she links to that as well. So 
dangerous if you're listening to the podcast while driving and you happen to have a tablet <laughs> and you're trying to follow the show notes while you're driving. Not recommended. No, but, it's all there and it'll be there. Yeah. So. so if you didn't already know that about our show notes, they are fantastic. So thank you, Charlene, for that. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, what are you actually knitting? What am I knitting? I am almost done with the Hohe cardigan that I am test knitting. I only have button bands and the neckband to go. And I was just telling somebody that I'm a little sad that I didn't just power through that so I could have it finished for the podcast. But it is what it is. It'll be for next podcast. It'll be for next podcast. And maybe by then the pattern will be released and it'll be better timing anyways. That's true. Yeah. So I am knitting that in Madeline Tosh. DK in the logwood color, which, as previously mentioned, is my perfect color. <laughs> <laughs> Knit, breathe, oh, sleep, I love eat logwood. Color. And not just this one uh, yarn dyer. Most logwood colored yarn at every vendor, it will be the first skein that I reach for. It's true. Yeah. For me, it's pink. For me, it's <laughs> Always, every time. The second thing I am knitting is just a stripy shawl with no pattern. I just took a basic triangular shaped shawl, four stitch increase on the right side, and I'm striping it, striping it in yellow and gray, which is what everybody calls grello, I guess. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I was thinking of adding white stripes as well because, I don't know, I love this combo. I absolutely love the combo, but I'm just worried it's going to look too bumblebee. See, you keep saying that, and I don't see bumblebee in it at okay, all. Okay, because bumblebee would be yellow and black. Yeah, if and you this put is black definitely in it, maybe, gray. But, yeah. but I might, I have some white fingering weight that I might toss in there too for a few stripes. We'll see. This yarn was purchased back in the summertime when Gail and I did some yarn shopping for my birthday. And I had originally purchased these two skeins to use separately, but they've been stored together because I purchased them at the same time and they were in the same bag. And every time I pull out that bag and look at it, I want to use them together. So I finally gave in. <laughs> Cast that on. You and succumbed I, to the temptation. I succumbed to the temptation because, as Gail mentioned, the week that, well, the few days following stitches, I just couldn't decide what to knit. I was just so overwhelmed with what I saw. I could not decide what to knit, so I pulled out old yarn. Haven't even used something new. Yeah, neither have I. Neither have yarn I. from the stash. And... Speaking of yarn from the stash, the other thing that I'm knitting that's in my hands right now is a sock head hat, which is a pattern by Kelly McClure, also cast on this week in my indecision of what <laughs> to cast on, but it's also because I needed a simple project just knit to round. have knit in the round yeah. to go. So this is a the sockhead hat pattern is a free pattern on Ravelry and it's just ribbing and stick stockinette stitch. Something that you probably wouldn't necessarily need a pattern for, but I used her cast on numbers and I'm probably just going to knit it to a length that I like. I mix and matched three yarns from my sock yarn scrap bag and 
used one for the very bottom, one for the middle ribbing section, and then I've just switched. Oh, that's from your Ruth's Tea, isn't it? Yes. And then I've just switched to the last color, and I'll probably just use up that color and then, well, do my decreases to finish off this game. I've always admired that hat, but those types of hats don't look good on me, so I've never made one. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's necessarily something I will keep. It may be a gift or a charity hat, but it was it fit the bill for this week. Yep, so <laughs> I get it. What about you? What are you knitting? Okay, in the in my hands at the moment is the Naughty Bohemian Little Black Skirt. It's a pattern. Oh, I did not write down the name of the designer. I'll my look it up. my apologies. Charlene's going to look it up. I'm using my shoulder and stall merino stretch yarn in a gray color, and I was inspired to knit the skirt by Lindsay Adelaide OZ on Ravelry. She's Lindsay, and she knit four of these recently, and each one is so adorable. It's just a snug fitting stockinette tube, basically, that mm-hmm. rolls a little bit at the bottom, and at the top, you put in an elastic, a piece of elastic that you sew. You basically encase it in your knitting. I'm not very eloquent today. I apologize. Don't know why. So it's a super, super easy knit in the round project. And I needed, like Charlene with her sock head hat, that's something that I just needed to calm my mind. So So I'm enjoying it. The Naughty Bohemian skirt is by Leslie Petrovsky. Thank you. And the other thing that I cast on after stitches was the Red Robin Shawl, which is by Helen Stewart of Curious Handmaids. I've been listening to her podcast recently, and it's really a delight. And it love is. her voice. Helen, you're awesome. It is. And I have been meaning to thank her for the lovely little shout-out she gave us a few episodes ago. Yes, that ago. was so sweet. <laughs> she asked her listeners to give us iTunes ratings. How sweet is that? For one podcaster to ask her listeners to do it for another podcast, yeah, which is so incredibly really nice. nice. Very, very nice. So thank you very much, Yes, thank Helen. you, Helen. And this is a fabulous, very well-written pattern. It has a very, very clever cast-on piece, and the edging is an edging I've never done. It's a triangular shawl, and it's stockinette up until the border is a pretty textured stitch, and then there's a garter at the very end, and she has tassels on the corner, which I'm such a geek. I love my tassels, so (laughs) I have been having a great time knitting this. I will actually for sure knit this pattern again and or use her techniques on the edging increases and the cast on because it's so clever and it looks so pretty and I'm using a skein of yarn I bought oh my gosh like a year and a half ago from Handworks and that's W-E-R-K-S at the end it's a local dyer and this is her silky sock base in the dove colorway 50 merino, 50 silk, and it is just a shimmery, beautiful dove gray. And it makes me so happy to knit with it because it's so soft and it's so pretty and it's perfect for this particular pattern. So I'm really happy with that. I hope to have that finished in the next day or two. It's very peaceful, calm knitting for me, which is again, what I needed after stitches. (laughs) And then the other thing I cast on this weekend, I'm inspired by a couple different podcasts who are having color work knit alongs right now. I finally cast on the Flamingo Mitts, which is a pattern by Spilly Jane, and I've had these in my queue for over two years, and I have decided to use my Madeline Tosh Lace and Onyx leftovers for my undulation wrap. I'm holding that doubled, 
And a friend sent me a skein of Plucky Knitter Primo Fingering in the Charm School colorway, which is a bright, bright pink. So <laughs> my pink flamingos are with the plucky and the black background is the Madeline Tosh lace. And it just felt like it would be fun to participate in some color work knit alongs. Even if I don't join into them, I know that a lot of people are also doing it and I can follow the chat if I want to. And it just felt like it would be fun. So I'm about 15 rows into the first knit. <laughs> we'll see how long it actually takes me to knit them. But, you know, color work is fun for a little yeah. mental challenge when yeah, my brain feels up to it. I've been working a lot lately, so I haven't had as much knitting time. So, And my knitting time isn't... I need Zen knitting. I'm not in a spot right now where I want anything complicated where I have to think, which is, I think, another reason I haven't cast on anything new with new yarn and patterns and stitches. So That's the way my week has been, too. Yeah, I've I just need... just been absorbing. It's such a, a rush of color and light and noise and yarn and people and sweaters and yeah <laughs> there's so much to absorb <laughs> yeah and then well I got home and the very next day helped one of my best friends move out of her house so went from all that excitement and you just mentally become fatigued from it and physically as well because yeah. we were standing on the floor a lot right. and then helping her move the next day and I fell asleep on the couch on Sunday at about 3 30 and my husband took a lovely picture of me sitting up on the couch asleep with my knitting in my hands <laughs> It was so attractive. I will not be putting that one up in the podcast thread. (laughs) I must be a really good friend, though, because you shared it with me. And you, yeah, you didn't. I shared it with you and Melissa, the one I helped. Actually, my husband sent it to Melissa that day because he helped us move. And he said in the text message, he said, You killed my wife. And sent her the picture. It was very funny. So uh, that's what I'm actually knitting. What have you finished since the last episode? I have only finished one thing, but. It is a biggie. I finished my Hito Fude cardigan, a pattern by Hiroko Fukatsu that I knit in Western Sky Knits single ply fingering. It is a simple cardigan based on a fold over rectangular shrug and then has a little lace skirt added to the bottom. There is a way to knit it which you never really break the yarn I'm trying to remember I don't know because I remember I was knitting I was weaving in my ends and I kept thinking there has to be more to weave in and it was only the only ends I had were the beginning and the end and where I started a new ball wow it was really surprising but I love this cardigan it is knit in an all-over lace pattern so it sounds like it should be complicated, but it really wasn't. I was surprised by how uncomplicated it really turned out to and be. it's so, so, so pretty. Very, very nice. Very, very drapey. Easy fitting. It, it's not something that I'm wearing quite yet because the weather's not warm enough, but I'm going to be able to wear this over t-shirts or tank tops is probably what I'm going to throw it on over during summertime lightweight because it's fingering weight and the yarn is just beautiful tonal pinks but it's a really interesting little pattern and I think we mentioned it previously when we purchased it the exchange rate made the pattern 
approximately two dollars and one cent and i've gone back and looked at it and when the exchange rate changes a little bit sometimes it's two dollars and three cents or it's something but it's a very inexpensive pattern and when you knit it you'll kind of there are a few things that lead me to believe the pattern probably was not truly tech edited there are some things that are a little unclear but not difficult to figure out and overall i'm really happy with it i think it's a very sweet sweet garment and i just love it i saw a couple of them in real life at stitches and both cg and fiona who is panda mum knit them for our self-indulgent knit-along and they are both spectacular so i can't wait until charlene gets her fo picks up there for you guys to admire hers as well because it's really really pretty it's really pretty it's another one that I want to knit. There's Boo. He's saying hi. <laughs> another that I want to knit, and I just can't decide which to cast on next. I don't think it'll be Hitofu Day because I don't think I can handle the lace right now. And you can wait to knit that one because it's so quick. You can knit that one when it gets a little warmer. As in the outdoor temperatures. Yeah. 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 Well, I've finished several things, and I'm just going to do the highlights. So Brickless by Martina Bem, I already talked about that. I finally finished my Learn to Knit a Log Cabin Blanket, and that baby shower was the Saturday of Stitches. So we drove home from (laughs) Stitches, I dropped Charlene off, and I drove straight to the baby shower where I arrived 10 minutes before it was over. (laughs) And it was so much fun. Danielle loved it. I walked up, and I was wearing my boxy in my rustic, fingering from neighborhood fiber company and danielle said did you knit that and i said yeah and she said of course you did because it's so beautiful and she just was babbling on about how pretty my sweater was (laughs) and then i handed her the blanket and she was raving about it and she had commented on it in instagram liked the colors and that was just really cool so it was just it was so nice to have something so admired and know it's going to get you. She even said, you're going to see pictures of Brayden wearing, you know, all wrapped up in this That's blanket. So and I'm just nice. thinking, okay, I'm going to knit him a sweater and I'm going to knit him booties and I'm <laughs> going to knit him all the things because his mommy loves it when and appreciates it. When someone is knit worthy, they're they definite. get exactly. all the things. <laughs> exactly. So she's high up on the list now. I finished my Hermione Loves Heart Ron. Hermione Hearts Ron hat which i've knit before it's a christy aylesworth free pattern on ravelry it's fantastic and i used western sky knits new base which is their bfl dk base which i really really enjoyed knitting it has a beautiful shimmer and shine to it and a very nice hand to the yarn and the last thing i finished is the tgv high speed knitting shawl by susan ashcroft loved knitting that that was my stitches knitting perfect just back and forth garter stitch knitting until you get to the ribbed border which is a ruffle which i loved (laughs) and love the shawl i will knit it again the yarn i used is noro tayo sock which is a cotton silk merino polyamide blend i won't use the yarn again you very seldom hear me say anything negative about a yarn because i seem to love them all (laughs) this one had slubs in it it was thick and thin in an odd way and it also had did you call them ponytails or pigtails i think that's what they're called when you're spinning sometimes you have a little bit that has a lot of twist to it and it twists back on itself and instead of getting pulled out when you ply 
it twists back on itself and hangs out in a little tiny Yours were about yours were about half an inch. Yeah. They were actually pretty long, yeah. some of them. Like hanging off little, the yarn. Yeah, little half inch ponytail. And it wasn't there were there weren't enough of them for it to be a feature. No. It was just enough to enough. be annoying. Yeah. So not a big huge fan of that yarn. And I'm disappointed because I really, you know, I'm on my never ending search for a perfect wool cotton blend and that one wasn't it although i do have to say it's a self-striping yarn with slow color changes and it's beautiful the colors are just spectacular so very disappointed that i didn't like knitting with the yarn because it's a pretty thing so that again tgv high speed knitting by susan ashcroft highly recommend the pattern it's very fun to knit and it went pretty quickly on the needles which often happens when you're sitting knitting with fabulous people in a fabulous place <laughs> and loving your craft. Sometimes it just zooms. Now, we do want to do a recap of the progress on our self-indulgent knit-along, which is kicking butt, you guys. As of my last viewing yesterday, there are about 145 projects in the FO thread. So again, please try so to put it all many. into one thread because I am gonna or put all of your projects into one post if you can. I am gonna have to go in and delete if you've done more than one post to make it fair. <clears throat> but 145 projects, all just spectacular too. <clears throat> Some just epic things that I've seen in there, like Rebecca's Celestarium shawl is just that was amazing. So amazing and the Viajante that was just finished and some amazing sweaters and some people who have finished multiple sweaters in addition to several accessories. So we have some prolific knitters in the group. We it really just, do. It's so much fun to look at everything. So that one thing I did want to add about the knit along is all the prizes. So we have a lot of prizes. We do. And we've been very remiss about talking about the prizes and I feel really bad about that. We have a skein of yarn that's being donated by Tammy of Candy Skein Yarns, who is just super sweet. And that will be something in stock on her website. We have two skeins of yarn, Hedgehog Fiber Sock Yarn, that were donated by my friend Inez, who lives in Germany. She's Edler007 on Ravelry. So she sent those to us from Germany. And what else do we have? I think we have a skein of Erin from Imperial Stock Ranch that's with a mitt pattern. So fingerless mitts. Right. We also have some note cards and Snoopy stitch marker set from Little Skein in the Big Wool. Yeah, which are, they're adorable. <laughs> they're super, super cute. Really cute. And my mom, sweetie that she is, bought a double-sided crochet fix-it tool that's made of bone and it's from the Fringe Supply Company. They were sharing a booth with Sincere Sheep and my mom bought this adorable little crochet hook, you know, so you can fix stitches. Mm -hmm. And she gave it to us to give away as a prize it's really, for the knit along. It will be a really useful Great tool. tool. I, I wanted yeah. to keep it, but. I, re I really <laughs> like it. I really like it. It's a so neat little tool. We have also some eBooks from Cooperative Press. We have the eBook Hitch which we did a review on a few episodes ago, and, and the ebook Cascadia, Cascadia, which both we also of which did. have some really nice patterns. Beautiful so patterns. I think yeah. whoever receives those will be very happy. Right. And did I did I get everything? I Sorry, think so. Charlene has the iPad. I forgot I mine so. and left it at home. 
I think so, because these things... Are... Yeah, so Little Skein in the Big Wool, her note cards and Snoopy stitch markers. Imperial Yarns donated the Aaron and Mitt Patterns. Inez did the two skeins. Well, there'll be two separate prizes right. of a skein of Hedgehog Fiber Sock. Oops, sorry, Boo, I startled him. And then Candy Skein. Is it not that one? Okay. And the two ebooks. So we're really looking forward to pulling prizes. And, oh, speaking of prizes, we closed the Imperial Yarn Thread. So we oh, have, we do. I picked winners yesterday. And luckily, I emailed them to myself, so I can pull them up on my phone. And actually, I need to add one more prize. We do have a skein of yarn from Alpenglow as well. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I was trying to think. It's like, wait, we have we have more, we have more. And Carrie from Alpenglow generously donated a skein that we got to help pick out. Yes. So. It was fun. We were in her booth Friday afternoon for a drawing, and sniffing the yarn yarn fumes in her booth she's yes. an all-natural dyer and she uses a lot of different fiber blends Coriadale etc and it was just really fun to be in her booth and it was see. really fun and just interesting to see her bases because her bases are some a little different from other dyers not common since they're at least the ones we were looking at were breed specific mm-hmm. and you might have to pull this up on your email oh, because okay. I can't find it it's not updating everything right now. Still, I'm trying to look for the four winners from our Imperial Stock Ranch prize thread. And my iPhone doesn't want to update my sent mail. So, there were 174, somewhere around that, entries. And, bear with us. See, I should have written them down in my notebook, but instead I thought I was being clever and thought, oh, I'll email them to us. It'll be so easy to find them. I should know better by now and have everything in my actual notebook. Maybe I sent it from my other account. See, it just won't update my sent email folders. That's probably it. There There we we go. go. Okay. So the first winner was number 53, Mindy, who is knitting Wawa. The next one is number 160, who is Pat, Patty B. The next one is 18, who is Kate, Katie Price, or Kate Pricey, rather. And the last one is 149, who is Sharon, and she is Pockets's on <laughs> Ravelry. So we will have I, your, send us a PM. Actually, what I'm going to do for these is I'm going to contact the four winners because the yarn is coming directly from, from imperial, imperial and i want to make sh- i want to send imperial the, all the information at once i don't want to have to send Good them idea, four right, separate right. emails so i'm going to contact all pm everybody on ravelry if i don't hear from you within if i don't hear back from you within a couple weeks a couple week or two, two yeah. weeks then we're going to have to move on but hopefully I will hear back from you within two weeks. I, I, I'm thinking that if you listened to the last episode and entered the contest, you'll probably listen to this one as well. Charlie can't read my writing. I just scribbled a note to her about one other prize. She had another thing returned yesterday. Yeah. Yeah? Why don't we... The Clara Parks book, The Yarn Whisperer, that we reviewed and talked to her about when we interviewed her several episodes ago. 
she gave us a copy to send as a prize and Charlene sent that and it was lost in the mail from (laughs) December 5th. I mailed it on December 5th and it was returned to me yesterday, March 3rd. The reason that the post office says is that it was sitting waiting for the addressee to pick up in the post office. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it went into the black hole of yes, the U.S. Postal Service. absolutely, because it was gone for three months. So we will add Clara Park's Yarn Whisperer book into this pot as well. Yep. And so lots and lots of prizes for the yes. self-indulgent knit-along. So yes. keep those projects coming. We are going to close that thread midnight on March 20th, which is when everything ends. So that gives you... Today's the fourth, so that's a little over two weeks. Yes. Woohoo. Lots of, some of you can whip out a sweater. <laughs> some of you could whip out two sweaters at that time. <laughs> I'm throwing down the challenge. Okay, well, we went a little bit over today. Thank you for hanging in there with us. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and until the next time. We will see you soon, and happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at Yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits.